All right, welcome to it. I love my job. I've said it to you before. I really appreciate you sharing your time. Hopefully you enjoy the show as much as I do. I'm going to admit, though, sometimes I have a guest on, and although I really love talking to interesting people, sometimes they scare scare me a lot. Like our next guest, I'm sure he's going to be a lovely human, but he terrifies me because he's an overachiever and uh, quite an impressive individual. Welcome to the show, Drew Taylor. He is the CEO of Toronto's Acorn Biolabs. You might not know him as an anti-aging guru, but you could know him as a former professional ball player. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thanks so much. Excited to be here. Let's walk through your pro um, baseball career. You played with the Blue Jays and the Phillies. You were a a pitcher, and you come from a, a, you know, this is a family kind of lineage of baseball players. Can you give us some background on how you got into the sport and, and uh, where your love of the game comes from? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, baseball and medicine have, have both been in my uh, my family history. Um, I was pretty lucky to, to grow up with my dad being Ron Taylor, who uh, played for the 1964 uh, world champion St. Louis Cardinals and the 69 Miracle Mets and had an 11-year Major League Baseball career. And then ended up uh, coming back to uh, to Toronto and enrolling in medical school and starting his first year there at age 35 or 36, becoming a physician. And, and he ended up serving as the, the team doc for the Blue Jays for over 35 years. And your dad is really impressive. But when you look into your career, you were playing for a Major League Baseball team, and it may have been the Jays at the time, but you were taking... Uh, exams you were taking doing uh, your PhD in uh, in what in Toronto and you're going to exams and then pitching you go to Toronto for an exam in the morning and then you fly to pitch out of Chicago I was reading yeah well I was I was I ended up having the opportunity to come out of University of Michigan to sign with the Blue Jays and so I ended up playing in the minor league system for both the Blue Jays and the Phillies I never made that last jump up to the, uh, the major league level but I had a fantastic you know experience I unfortunately had a, an arm injury that uh, I think slowed down my career a little bit. Wish I had some regenerative medicine back then, but um, but yeah, I I kind of tried to follow in in dad's footsteps and prioritize both my academic career as well as baseball. So I I ended up um, finishing my undergrad, my master, as well as at the University of Michigan, and was going to head off to medical school when I got offered a contract with the Blue Jays. So. Uh, they wouldn't let me do an MD at the same time, uh, but they would let me do a PhD at the same time. So I very quickly enrolled in a PhD program, which I did in the off-seasons, but was a full-time student. And uh, and I was in biomedical engineering at the University wow. of Toronto. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I went back and forth every once in a while when I had to, but I was, you know, I was mostly with the team during the season and then back at home, obviously, for for school during the off seasons. But there were some times where I, I had to be in Toronto to write an exam and such. So I'd quickly fly back and forth. So downtime, not part of your uh, your genetic code. It's it's just well, you're <laughs> you're a bit of an overachiever. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I think when you're in it, you just kind of do it. But I think, um, you know, I, I think that was just, I guess, the norm in, in our household. But uh, but look, it was a fantastic experience. I still found time to have fun, as, as my friends will attest. So um, I, I was still fairly well balanced, I think. 
So in 2017, you started up something in Toronto. It's called Acorn Biolabs. And you're looking at regenerative, uh, regenerative uh, treatments with cells. Can you, can you talk to us about what we need to know about aging? Cause there's a lot of people that would love to stop the process of aging, probably myself included. And you know, you're looking at solves and bombs and whatever you can put on your skin. And the secret may not be actually what you put on your skin, but it actually may be inside your cells. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should still keep doing all the amazing things that uh, that we're doing to help, you know, skincare and, and sports medicine and all of these different kind of preventative things that we do. But I think also we now have seen technology advance that we could take a small portion of our cells, right, a, a sample of our cells and actually stop the aging process full stop um, by putting them into cryogenic preservation, so in, in liquid nitrogen. So if anybody's seen Terminator, when the big tank spilled out over the T3000 or whatever it was called and frozen solid. Um, that's, that's the stuff that we do. It's negative uh, 196 degrees Celsius. And so that temperature metabolism stops. And so time stops for those cells. And I think that's really important because I, I saw the effects of aging firsthand in tissue engineering and regenerative medicine when I was working uh, at Mount Sinai Hospital. I was part of their bioskeletal tissues engineering team. And, you know, this is a group of scientists and physicians that have come together to try to recreate tissues for a musculoskeletal system. My specialty was cartilage, and my role with that group was actually to translate some very successful animal studies into human models. So no, no, um, definitely a tall task, but, um, you know, it was really exciting for me because I had this passion for clinical medicine. So I, I got to go into the OR, take biopsies of patient samples and bring them back to the lab to see if we could actually create the tissues that would be needed in practice so that one day we would be able to implant them. The patients we were seeing were going in for arthroplastic surgery, so fake knees and fake hips. Mm-hmm. So ultimately what we noticed is that's the time of need, right? These patients are mostly elderly have degenerative conditions like osteoarthritis and, and chronic wear and tear over a lifetime. Now we're taking those cells at their absolute worst and asking them to perform at their best in the lab. And it just didn't happen. All of the animal studies that were successful were done on adolescent animals, the equivalent of teenagers. And now we're going to, you know, the time of need in humans and expecting the same result. Um, so it didn't work very well. Now, when we had younger human samples or older animal samples, the exact opposite happened. So the biggest thing that we are facing that's going to limit our ability to deliver regenerative medicine therapies in the future is the age of the patient and how far down a disease state they've progressed. And so really what we've tried to do is intercept that and make sure that we're going to have a starting material to create these regenerative medicine solutions that is that patient's best. And your starting material, it's just like, I mean, you just look at my floor and you can find a million of them on a daily basis. I basically shed. It's it's hair. We lose 100 hair follicles every day. We have, you know, depending on, on our hair color and, and background, we've got well over 100,000 hair follicles on our head alone. And so this is a very plentiful resource. Um, what we do is we essentially just pluck hair follicles from the back of the scalp. Non-invasive does not hurt done it on my five-year-old at home so uh, he didn't complain and ultimately this cluster of cells in that follicle is an amazing resource it's rich in adult stem cells one of the richest concentrations of adult stem cells in the human body there's multiple germ layers which is essentially types of cells or lineages of cells in our body it's plentiful but most importantly it's your own and so this is these applications uh, are not going to require immunosuppressants and things that really cause 
complications along with receiving the therapies. That's really interesting. I'm going to ask you a really uh, base question, and you might think, oh, geez, come on, Kelly. But what if you dye your hair? (laughs) Yeah, Would it affect the cells? Yeah, it it doesn't because the root is not um, touched, right? So Uh, you're actually collecting the root. And so as as you know, when you dye your hair, you even... You know, have a little bit of uh, of leeway there, where uh, where you're not collecting that. We don't. Uh, we suggest people don't collect their their cells like the day that they dye their hair uh, directly afterwards. But mm. ultimately, uh, we haven't seen any effects. So it does feed into it. So it's not that dumb of a question. It's tough when you're talking to a smarty pants like you. I mean, you get nervous. Um, let's talk about the, so the whole goal, the end goal, I guess, is are we, we're not really there with the advancement yet, but the hope is we are going to be able to take these cells, uh, from our younger selves, uh, manipulate them, implant them into a hip that's aged and, and atrophied and then, or, it would be atrophied or dystrophied, and then yep. be able to regenerate it. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's an amazing future of multitude of applications. What we're seeing right now that is already being applied to humans in trials. So patients are benefiting from these things already for their skin. And I say that in both an aesthetic standpoint as well as a therapeutic standpoint. So there are clinical trials using these cells to treat burn victims, diabetic foot ulcers, um, venous leg ulcers, like a, a whole host of different conditions, um, discoloration of the skin. But we're also seeing them applied in situations to essentially reverse aging of your skin. And so I think that it's going to be a future where we see more and more therapies roll out. Uh, but what is coming extremely fast, because we are collecting skin stem cells and hair follicle stem cells, is really anti-aging treatments and hair regrowth treatments. So really, you know, keeping our, our skin looking young, um, as well as regrowing hair. So it's still very exciting, still a massive industry, but I think that, you know, what we're going to see is time continues to advance, and it's happening extremely quickly. Um, you know, after that, sports medicine is, there's some amazing applications that are being tested out right now, but long-term, I think in our lifetimes, we will see the regeneration of complete organs, right, in the lab for implantation. So it is a very bright future that sounds science, science fiction, But uh, you have to realize that, you know, these things are happening in pockets of the world very fast. There's 12 people in North Carolina that were part of a trial that had a lab-grown bladder completely grown in the lab from their own cells and implanted and restored functionality and the ability to control urination. So it didn't save their life, but it vastly enhanced their quality of life. And we're working with organs that aren't necessarily like life-threatening, right? But we're working our way up. Groups in Tel Aviv can 3D print miniature human hearts on demand right now, about the size of a rabbit's heart. But it's really figuring out how to scale that up and solve things like vascularization. And, and we'll be seeing these things come very fast. Drew, uh, baseball is one thing, and it's exciting to be a pro in baseball, but I think that this is more fascinating than uh, pro sports. This is the future, and it must be amazing to get in at the beginning of this future, uh, which which you're you know watching happen with uh, Toronto's Acorn Biolabs. Um, can anybody go and get their cells frozen cryogenically? Yeah, absolutely. So um, very excited people can go on to acorn.me, our website, and they can find a path to uh, to you know, have their cells banked. We're working working with a number of the, the top clinicians in uh, skin care, aesthetic medicine, plastic surgery in Toronto area and beyond across Canada, really now, um, where you can have access to this. Um, you know, for any listeners in the U.S., we'll be launching in the U.S. later this year. Um, so there's a, a number of different opportunities across the GTA and, uh, and Canada right now um, where you can have this done. 
Drew, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm happy. I was a bit nervous at the beginning, but uh, I really appreciate you walking <laughs> us through nervous. this. It's exciting. You were? Of course. Going, wow. you know, on air, this is what you're used to, not me. All right. Well, Drew, uh, there we go. Let's call it even. It has been a, a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Drew Taylor is CEO of Toronto's Acorn Biolabs.